welcome to day 15 of my 90 day challenge where I'm sharing my journey back to health while I go through my own, you know, diet and, and weight loss journey and recovery back for, you know, better mental and brain health alongside each day teaching you insights into the worlds of both health and entrepreneurship. And as you know, if you've been watching the past uh, couple of weeks, I occasionally bring surprise guests and uh, I've been learning so much from them. You know, I said just a few days ago that we as doctors, we, you know, first of all, doctor means to teach, right? And we as doctors love to be the experts in the room and we know everything. However, we really need to be listening more to you, the patient, the entrepreneur, everyone else out there. There's so many facts out there. There's so much access to good and sometimes bad information on, on the internet, in the news, that we really have to allow you guys to take the lead with your own health and well-being and we as doctors are there to guide you along the way. So you know oftentimes we hear conflicting messages about what is actually good for us you know whether it's one day I remember it's like eggs or cholesterol or you know something's bad for you the next day they're like no eat more fat you know this is all good for you. Now we're talking about the keto diet, Atkins about 10 years ago, Mediterranean, vegetarian, intermittent fasting. My God, I'm confused. I really am confused. And the more complicated things get, the less action we're willing to take. Just do some baby steps. My coach, Ed Jaffer, at the moment, just a couple of days ago, he said, forget what works and forget what doesn't. I mean, he's talking to me, but also a few other of his uh, students. He's like, just if you want to lose weight, just make your plate size smaller, as simple as that. Eat whatever you want for now, but just make the plate size smaller. So these baby steps are really good. The next thing we need to do is go to the reputable sources. So let's discuss what actually tells us whether a diet is good for you or not. I'm Beirouz. I'm a public health physician, preventive medicine doctor here in the UK. Uh, and I am really passionate about helping entrepreneurs, both in terms of your own health and well-being, but also to help you help us in the good fight that is health and well-being. So we need your skills to come into the health sector and tackle the problems that we have with your entrepreneurial and innovative mindset. Just as a disclaimer, what I'm about to share today and in all of these videos is purely for information. So do please speak with your doctor if you're concerned in any way whatsoever about your health and well-being. By all means, put your questions into the comments below and I'll go back and definitely review them and, and answer what I can uh, or, guide, or refer you on to some uh, useful information. So just to recap, the past week or so, we've been focusing on brain and mental health. And the reason I do that is because not only have I been through struggles with my own mental health, but I know you as the entrepreneur, you oftentimes behind the scenes have a lot of anxiety, stress, even without any major issues, you've got a lot of struggles of your own. You've got a business to keep up. You may have a team to lead. And so sometimes there's just no safety net and it can be overwhelming. And if you leave it alone, it can lead to burnout. And then your whole business goes up, you know, in fumes. So you don't want that to happen. And I've been saying this, that there's four stages to optimal brain and mental health when it comes to our lifestyle, especially, but also our environment. So the last week, we've been focusing on mindset and the setting a good foundation. And now we're going to go into the second stage, which is the right architecture from nutrition, diet, supplements, 
And we'll come on to some other things like smart drugs and nootropics in a little bit. But really, when you look at the headlines in the news or read the magazine in your dentist's office, right, you hear so many different things and read so many different headlines, sometimes conflicting, and it can be really hard to, to decipher what the heck is going on. I remember about, um, fifth, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, um, I went into a lecture uh, at the Harvard School of Public Health and one of the gurus in nutrition and health, uh, Professor Walter Willett, you know, he started off a, a, an entire semester of courses on nutritional health epidemiology. And the very first lecture slide was a guy, I think with a, a, a wheel, like wheel of fortune, just spinning the wheel with different kinds of food items on them spinning that wheel and then next to it was another wheel with different health outcomes <laughs> and this guy's a scientist and he's basically spinning these two wheels and where they land we're going to publish a study and say yep yeah, apples are good for dental health right just that might be the case but you know what i mean it's just random findings but really i'm going to share with you some of the top questions that i ask whenever i look at a headline in the news the very first one, and I want you to be doing the same as, as an entrepreneur, as someone listening to this. Very first question, go back to the source, fact check it. You know, where was this study published? Is it a ret reputable journal? Who were the authors? Who funded the study, right? Ask these questions, be very critical. And then if you trust that point, go a step further now to actually look at the design of the study. And first things first, ask, yourself what was the question they were asking you know were they asking the right question for what you're interested in for example you may be interested in we'll stick with apples whether eating more apples are going to be beneficial to your brain health but the study that you picked up in the headlines is saying apples are great for you but the research study was not about brain health but actually about heart health or cancer right so make sure it's asking the right question for what you're interested in the next thing you've got to ask yourself is, okay, this was the research question. It's what I'm interested in, but did they design the study and did they carry it out in a way that is able to answer that question for you? I won't go into the technical details. I'm happy to, if you want me to, but basically just high level, there's two overarching types of studies that answer these questions. The first one, which is the most common type of study out there, is one that is just purely observational. So all it's telling us that in a population of let's say a thousand people, eating more apples is correlated with better brain health. I'm just giving you an example here. And that's just a statistical association. It's not really telling us whether apples are truly causing better brain health. That cause effect relationship can't be guaranteed. So the most ideal way of looking at whether eating more apples is going to give you better health outcomes for your brain health and performance is to do what we call intervention trials or randomized control trials or RCTs. It's what you might have heard is the gold standard. So you've really got to decipher what the study design was and did they actually carry that design out properly. I'm going to fast forward now to the results of the study. So you're getting to the results and I ask myself always four questions. So the first one is, hey, this might be the truth. And that's a good thing, right? Hopefully it's the truth and I can now go and take those results and incorporate them into my life. 
However, you've always got to rule out the answer to three other questions. So after ruling, you know, after hoping that it's the truth, you go into the next one, which is, could this be purely by chance? You know, could it just be a spurious finding? And oftentimes, especially in like 10 years ago, 20 years ago, many research studies in the nutritional world had very few people included, very few participants. And we call this a smaller sample size. And when you don't have enough people in a study, then you may get spurious results. You may get random findings, which are not necessarily the truth. One or two of the results might be accurate, but you know, sometimes they can be spurious. So you've really got to make sure that the study had enough people to be able to detect the answers that you're looking for. And that's why we, what we do is collect many studies together pull the results together to get a bigger sample size and then look for more consistent findings. And now with, you know, better um, access to data and larger studies, we're getting even more reliable um, answers. The next or third question we've got to ask ourselves is about bias. So there's two main types here. The first one is what we call information bias. Basically, did the study, did the researchers measure the right things in the right way? First of all, did they ask or collect the right information? If you're collecting information about food, what did they use? What tool did they use to assess um, what you ate in the past week, for example? Could the, the measurement tool be off slightly? I mean, I've been on scales where they measure, you know, five kilos too high. That's always the case. That's my excuse anyway, when I'm not measuring the right weight that I'm happy about. But the other thing is, could they have been measuring what you ate at a completely wrong time and an inappropriate time for what we care about? For example, with brain health or with cancer or any other health outcome, it's not what you ate last week that matters. It could have been what you ate decades ago, even as a child growing up. It could have even been what your parents ate before you were born. So you've really got to make sure that what you're interested in in terms of the food and the health outcome you're interested in are being measured at the right time so that you can see the right answers and, and be more confident about it. And another issue there is along the lines of, you know, sometimes you ask someone, what did you eat? They won't give you the right answer, either because they simply forgot or they feel under pressure to tell you the answer that you want them to tell you. So all of these things combined can make the information that researchers are collecting slightly off. The other thing is, who did they measure these things in? You know, could the population that they studied actually have nothing to do with, with your kind of setting? Maybe the results they're finding in men are not appropriate to results in women or different ethnic groups or different age groups, even different occupational groups. So at the end of the day, for you as the entrepreneur, you've got to ask yourself, your circumstances, your setting, the country you're in, the types of foods that you have, the way you prepare them, are they even representative of the study? You know, are they the same so that they can be generalizable and uh, the findings can be applicable to you? And then the fourth question, or the last thing that you need to rule out before you can go back to the truth is what we call confounding. And I think the simplest way I could think about it is imagine, you know, you taking the results of the study and they're looking at heart attack, right? Risk of heart attack. And they find that people who, who own or have boxes of matches in their uh, car were at greater risk of having a heart attack. But having a box of matches has nothing to do with your risk of heart attack. 
But yes, it does. It's this third factor, which is smoking cigarettes. So it's basically the matches were actually not the real risk factor, but they're associated with you smoking cigarettes that actually puts you at risk. So did they measure the right things and did they control and account for, the, for these extra factors that have nothing to do with uh, the real association you care about? So in a nutshell, whenever you're looking at these studies and to be able to really gauge what's good and what's bad, you've got to be very critical about what they find. Come and speak to us, come and speak to people like me, public health doctors, epidemiologists that can help you. And I like how more and more journalists are actually now getting more training in, in this world so that they can communicate their findings in a much better way. So there's nothing wrong with research studies out there giving conflicting advice, actually that's the way science works. We've got to do more and more research to get more and more confident about the results that we get. So at the end of the day, the only advice I would give to you uh, as the entrepreneur is you're smart, just make a judgment call. Take the results of the study that you found, read around the topic, just as you do with your market research for your own business or startup, read around it, be critical and then see how much of it applies to you and your individual lifestyle. Then at the end of the day, speak to your licensed doctor, but better yet, when it comes to nutrition, speak to a dietitian and nutritional therapist. They're the ones who've had way better training than I ever had as a doctor when it comes to nutrition. Okay, so all I wanted to do today is really to set the scene for nutrition and why there may be conflicting uh, evidence out there and what you eventually hear in the, in the news. But from tomorrow, we're going to talk about some top tips in terms of what the evidence shows about various types of diet, nutrition and supplements for your brain and mental health. If you are enjoying this um, series, this 90 day challenge, please do give me a like, subscribe, put a comment in in terms of what you'd like to hear. And again, if you're an entrepreneur who uh, has gone through a health problem of your own and wants to share your story, perhaps you've decided to pivot into the health sector so that you can tackle the problems head on, do let me know because I'd love to have you on the show and share your story. On that note, have a great evening and I'll see you all tomorrow. Thank you. Learn more at The Entrepreneur's Doctor. www.entrepreneurs.doctor. Better health starts here.